Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome. California Haunts Radio. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. I've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, this couple was on, I think, about a month ago, and uh, oh, it was so fascinating. Lifelong um, contactees, and uh, it's not only about the contact being contactees, though. It's about what happened after that, you know, what, or rather, what that stuff helped them lead into to help them in this life. So it's going to be interesting hearing about all that today. If you're watching from Facebook, please be sure to hit that follow button if you haven't done so already. And please be sure to show us some love. You know, if you like what you hear, show, show us some love. Throw some thumbs up and hearts my way. I'd appreciate it. If you're watching from YouTube and you haven't subscribed already, oh my gosh, you're missing out. I've got over 541 videos sitting over there. And they're all differing topics. I'm a journalist. I like to mix it up. And a good example of that was last night because we talked about turning trauma into something positive. So as you can tell, I like to, you know, change it up. Anyhow, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube site, please do that as well. And show me some love. Again, you know, we're always looking for love. The, the more love we get, the, the, the better it circulates through YouTube and Facebook, right? Because there's those, those horrible algorithms that we have to deal with. As, as video producers. So help me out with that. Okay. All right. So my guest tonight, uh, the, the Hamdens, are, life, are lifelong contactees. And uh, it was interesting last time we talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, my allergies. It was interesting because last, last time they were on, we talked about their, their experiences aboard the craft and the different uh, alien species that they saw aboard the craft. But I think uh, we might have a little conversation about that yet today. Plus, they have some interesting things they do. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they, they use transmediumship to help people. Um, she is an artist. So there's all kinds of things that came out of that. And I've heard of that happening with other contactees where they get abducted. And because they're, they're using their mind to communicate, it opens something up. Because we're all born psychic. But at some point, we get busy in our lives, and we lose the ability. It's there, but we don't use it. And so it's like anything else. You don't use your car, and you get in after 15 years and try to start, and the car is going to be like, oh, running real rough and stuff. And that's what happens with your psychic abilities. It just kind of gets put off on the back burner. And people that tend to get abducted, get, <laughs> I know the abduction thing, people that tend to be contactees have that open up again because that's, that's the way the aliens are communicating with them. Anyway, I'll shut up about it. <clears throat> because I think they can explain it better than I can. <clears throat> so here we go. Hello. G'day. How's it going? How are you guys doing today? Good, thank you. Yeah, we're all, we're all good. It is great to have you back. Thank you. It was so fun last time. I learned so much about, you know, what it is to be a contactee and stuff, you know, and, and it's just incredible. So what I was uh, starting out with, obviously, you heard the intro. Let's talk about that a little bit, um, you know, about the psychic ability thing where, you know, 
we do tend to suppress them as we go through life because we get busy mm. and we don't utilize it. it's like anything else so what's your experience with that being being life you know being, being contactees and having those abilities open up and how does that work uh, so generally every person on the planet uh, has uh, psychic abilities because everybody comes from somewhere like everybody has to come from spirit realm to incarnate mm -hmm. then they come here and they suddenly realize that they've got these abilities or they may develop abilities and so that's just an intuitive natural state that you're normally in outside of the physical body but then when you get contacted or abducted maybe what happens is the abilities that are your natural intuitive abilities are enhanced and a lot of people then start to get a lot of communication with spirits so the whole process uh, is um, very organic yeah I guess when we think about um, a lot of the people we work with um, who are contactees, <clears throat> I think it's probably fair to say most of them, I'm looking at you quizzically, I'm racking my brain, but most of them do have um, other phenomena going on around them. Yeah. Um, so definitely the, the contact uh, enhances or um, increases the opportunity for uh, extra you know pa paranormal phenomena going on around them as well you you can explain why that happens it's all yeah. about frequency yeah. and yeah. all of that basically if you imagine that you're um in in a mm. in a swimming pool just surrounded by water and you're underneath while you're sitting here so you're in you know like you're in an oxygenated environment you're also those oxygens are electrons uh the molecular structure and so basically you're embedded in a, um, a fabric, an energetic fabric. Spirit people and others are able mm -hmm. to use that fabric to interact with us because we breathe in oxygens full of electrons, we breathe out uh, an exchange as well. And so because we're surrounded by all of this fabric, these beings, these spirits, these entities, whether physical or non-physical, are able to use it much like you would a, a radio wave from a broadcast station that it can be received by a radio. We and you, we are all radios as well. And so when they communicate through this fabric, we are able to then uh, in some way, depending on how trained we are, uh, start to understand how to communicate with them as well. So doesn't that, well, like you said, it start, we start to communicate with them as well. Now when, now, when you return, though, you're still able to, to, to utilize those powers, right? Sorry, return from where? From the, the ship itself. You know, once you meet them and you're yeah. using okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what happens is, is when you're on board, there'll be, or when you're actually being contacted or off craft, mm -hmm. the frequency that the beings emit will uh, resonate you up into a higher vibratory state. So quite often when people are doing some level of channeling or something and they are in contact with another being, an interdimensional entity, it forces the standard um, etheric body vibrational frequency to shift up. And in doing so, for a time uh, after that process of contact, of channeling, the person may have heightened abilities. Mm. And it's only after as the energy fades away that the the uh, vibration of the person starts to drop back down to about the 
you know, like it's called grounding to the Schumann frequency. Mm -hmm. And they may find that quite often their abilities are heightened after contact as well. That That's why people generally have more um, other type of contact after being contacted or being on craft. Now, when you talk about other type of contact, what does that mean? Spirit people. Uh, also, the ability to um, dream much more in a, um, a heightened state in the astral. When you sleep at night, you lift up out of your, or will you move out of yourself in some way. And in doing so, you uh, link into the astral fabric and the astral fabric has within it all the imagery that's ever been thought by any human that's ever lived. And so when you are in a heightened vibratory state, you'll, you'll be energized, but you'll also be much more psychic, mediumistic as well. So when you came back, when did you realize that, that you could utilize, you know, your, those skills for work, you know, to, for, to help people? Uh, it was years later. I think that in the past, uh, this was never spoken of. So, you know, when, when people were taken on board craft years and years ago, you never told anybody. And if you did have any abilities, you kept them to yourself. Mm -hmm. These days, of course, if someone has an encounter, they're straight onto social media. There's 500 people there to help them or tell them all about their own contact. And people are much more open and willing to talk about contact on various levels as well. Mm -hmm. So in the past, the people that were abducted or contacted did it very, very tough. So for the people that don't know your story, can you do a quick synopsis of, of the, the contact you had and all that? Yeah, for sure. So, did you want to start first? No, you go. Oh, you want me to? All right. Yeah, so, give me a chance to work out um, what I'm going to say. Okay, good. Uh, I started seeing extraterrestrials when I was about 18 months old, but of course, I didn't know the difference. I thought I was normal. I was on craft at five. Uh, I was probably on craft before that, but I can only remember from five seeing lots of other people on craft, and I thought it was normal that everybody was on craft. And so I never spoke about it to anybody because I thought that it was just normal. Until one day I was um, found myself outside of my house at night as a five-year-old crying because I'd been um, let go, taken out of the craft to put back in the front lawn. And I kept saying, but I want to go home. And then I spoke to my mother about that and she realised that something else was going on. And I think it caused a few issues with my parents in regards to contact. Uh, then I continued on when I got to about 18, a craft came and I had some friends with me and the craft was only maybe eight, you know, metres or yards from us. And uh, we were able to see the beings inside. Uh, and I had three friends with me when that happened. When I was 28, I was contacted again. Uh, that was a one-on-one um, -on -one situation in, in the house physically. Uh, we've had craft land um, often. Uh, once they landed in New South Wales, and I had about 15, approximately 15 people with me when the craft landed. So we've had good, solid, constant contact. But through that, uh, I started to meditate, do astral traveling, and I realized that I had a mediumistic ability that was able to be utilized by the Zetas in a way where they could help people. They started to then uh, develop me in a way where they could work with other humans through me. And then doing so, we realized that 
uh, humans have this exponential uh, capacity to work with uh, different ranges of vibration and frequency. And this means the things like healing and uh, development, altered states, work, trance work, mediumistic abilities. And so I started up a, a Moodle school uh, and uh, we run all of our own educational courses on there for the public. Fascinating. And like you talk about educational courses, what do those entail? The uh, Moodle educational portal that we run uh, runs meditation courses. I also run meditation courses online uh, once a week uh, and they're live where we talk about meditation and then I take people through a guided meditation. The second course is based on energy work and it teaches people how to recognize their own energy and the difference between their energy and the energy around them. And it also has little practical exercises in it as well as videos. The one after that is based around protection and protection so that people can clear their own spaces, hold their ground in, you know, against sort of um, any physical or etheric type of energies. That's quite an extensive course. After that is the uh, guide course where people start to work with their spirit guides. Mm -hmm. And then we move on to the altered states, possibly mediumistic trance work. And then we bring in the big boys or big boys and girls courses, <laughs> which are the um, point of origin courses for people that want to contact extraterrestrials but not using C5. Contact their own race. Contact their own race, yeah. You know, I, 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 I love what you're teaching because I know I teach basic psychic development myself and people don't realize once you open that door, not everything nice is going to come through there. That's why there needs to be a protection course. <laughs> and I've seen psychics that I'm not going to say cocky, but you know, new psychics that that are going around doing their thing, and then all of a sudden they come out screaming because there's weird stuff coming at them. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Door, deal with it. You know, we, you know, in regards to spirits work, um, we like the other day uh, we had an earthbound spirit come into the house and uh, it wouldn't leave. And so I said to her, hey, I'm going out. Would you like to come with me? And I took it with us and we were driving along <laughs> and I was in the back seat uh, because I could, um, I could see objectively. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I waited and waited for the energy to drop because it was trying to create a link back to uh -huh. this physical place. Uh -huh. And in the end, it realized that it couldn't come back. So if you don't even know that you can do those sorts of things, then, yeah, you probably do need to do a course. <laughs> Now, when you talk about trans mediumship, what, what is that exactly? Trans mediumship. Yeah. yeah. Trans -mediumship. Everybody has different terms and understands different things from these uh, phrases, trans mediumship. Uh -huh. We understand that to mean that the spirits we're working with have assisted us into going into an altered state. And that altered state is sufficient enough that if the ability is there and the training is there, that those spirit people can uh, affect some form of communication through the, the person or the medium. Mm -hmm. Now, whether that's um, a transfiguration process where they just show themselves over, over somebody's face or entire body, or whether they actually um, speak through the person. But this isn't um, a channeling process where you're potentially receiving information and repeating it. This is a process whereby the spirit people are actually um, joining with your own 
etheric body or your own energy body to affect that communication. So, you know, we, we like to have a little uh, phrase where we say it's kind of like a temporary possession, <laughs> but a temporary possession with consent with a, with a spirit that you oh. know extremely well. And, uh, you know, there are all sorts of safety protocols involved in that. Um, and, yeah, so that spirit person will come through and, and talk and give evidence to prove who they are as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you take that to the nth degree, then you can use um, ectoplasm and photoplasm. Mm -hmm. And that ectoplasm can be used to move furniture to oh. produce floating heads. As yeah, in one, one sitting that seance uh, that Cyan went to. Mm -hmm. There's many, many things. Uh, spirits can create uh, ports as well using uh, ectoplasm. They, they can do lots of different things. I've seen them levitate people using it. Yeah. Oh, I never knew about that. That's something new for me. Yep. That's what this is all about, to learn from you, you know. Um, when you uh, realized the gifts that, that you were given, how long did it take for you to get to the point where you guys are now that you're giving classes and stuff? Mm. Oh, many, many years. Yeah. Um, look, firstly, I think that everybody's always in training and development. Mm. There isn't anybody that should be able to go, oh, no, I've, I've, I've got to where I need to be. Anyone that's you know, uh, being taught by a guide, a spirit guide or an extraterrestrial guide realises that there's so much they don't know uh -huh. and that uh, just on a daily basis, mm -hmm. you're just there working with them to help and support others. Mm -hmm. And so basically your whole life is just a journey of training. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Now, can you communicate also with the, uh, with, with the alien races? Are you able to do that with your uh, abilities? Yeah. Yeah, so um, we uh, use a process that the Zetas have taught us uh, to connect to them. And then in doing that, we can uh, what's called heterodyne to other races. And they, that's called a gateway event. And those gateway events mean that other beings, Arcturians, like Sirius A, uh, interdimensional entities can also speak through us to, to people. I'm a public medium, which means that I do sittings in public and people can speak to these beings through myself. Uh, also, another thing that does happen sometimes is we discussed before about fabric, the energetic fabric around us. The beings can often um, semi-materialize into these fabric and show themselves to people that are in the room with us as well. So, Absolutely fascinating. Cyan, you do unique art, correct? Mm, I try to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. I see that over your shoulder. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that for um, a while now. Uh, I don't know, about 10, 10 years or so. Um, I, was, I was always a bit arty, always crafting things, making things out of nothing. And I, I never had any formal training in art um i nearly did but i went for archaeology instead um but i never stopped painting and, and until i did and then i didn't paint for goodness knows how many years and then when i my development with the spirit people picked up i felt the urge to start painting again and uh, it was all very you know very whimsical and lovely and then when the zetas kind of made themselves known um, the art changed quite drastically. Now, I didn't realise what was going on at the time, but I understand now that they were 
somehow transferring their their energy through me as I was painting in a mm-hmm. slightly altered state to create the the images that that get produced like that one. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's been it's been a very um, organic, natural, flowing process. Um, but uh, it, I think, many um, contactees uh, draw. They create art. Um, it, it becomes quite compulsive and obsessive sometimes. I think for for a lot of us, we you know we get given these symbols in our minds, and we just have to create something with them. Whether whether we we're just scribbling them all day long, like you know, say at school, I would have pads of paper scribbled with triangles and triangles on top of triangles, all sorts of geometric shapes. Eventually, they they ended up in these kind of hopefully nice to look at paintings for people. Beautiful. Um, well, when, when you're drawing and you're painting, do you feel that it's you actually doing the, the artwork, or you think it's some it's, it's either or someone channeling through you? Um, it it depends how I'm working. So that one, for instance, that style I, I describe as very free flowing that I then embed the symbol into afterwards. When I'm doing something like that, there's no thought process from me at all. Um, it's very much a channeled experience, if you like. Um, I'd say I would definitely be in a, a not a complete altered trance state. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be able to to do yeah. it. But and so in a light altered state, absolutely, like you you know zoned out or you're daydreaming. You're you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're just doing it very intuitively. Um, the the other paintings that I create, they're a bit different. They're um, very heavily constructed imagery, and they're they're given. So I'll I'll, I'll be given the image in, in my mind, mm-hmm. and I know exactly how it has to look. Uh, and but I'm then just fully consciously just mapping that out, drawing it, and planning it. But the image has to be exactly as I've as I've sort of seen it in my third eye, if you like. Yeah, very interesting. And do you think that, that and I know you're getting, you know, these visions from from the spirit, you know, from the spirit realm, and maybe the aliens. Do you think that your time aboard the ships helped increase this ability? I think um, not necessarily um, time aboard in isolation, but I think the the increased contact in all its forms. Um, definitely elevates the amount of um symbology i receive and the downloads that that i get in regards to the artwork absolutely yeah yeah i mean the the contact happens in so many different ways i mean i'd say i'd suggest that our recall of being on craft is probably um the 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 least uh, the smallest element of our contact at this point. Mm-hmm. Most of our contact at this point um, is in uh, just normal day to day, really. Um, you know, whether whether they're, we're being visited overnight in you know in our premises, right. or whether it's in a, um, a sitting situation where they're talking through Paul and actually showing themselves, which they they did a few weeks ago, which was quite spectacular to, to witness um that's much more frequent the, the, the recall of being on board craft I'd, i don't know how often do we reckon you we get that 
I don't know. Maybe I don't know. A couple of times a year. A couple of times a year that we remember it. And now how many times we're actually on board, though, that's an entirely different matter. Who knows? <laughs> so you guys are still being taken? No, we don't. We we're do. not taken. The difference is, is yeah. that um, I'll give you an example. So one day I was asleep and um, they came into the room and I, I said to them, oh, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'll roll back over. I went back to sleep. And then uh, I woke up a couple of minutes later. I was walking outside. I think, how did I get out here? And but I could see the big craft in front of me, the, the sort of an opening. And I, I just walked onto it because I thought, well, I'm up anyway. Uh -huh. um, I think for myself, it's probably a little bit different. Um, it's more of an automatic process mm. that I, I know that I want to be on craft. I might be tired, but once I get on there, I feel energized. Um, I'm happy to be on craft. I've been doing it since I was a child. Uh -huh. um, the beings basically just ignore me walking around as well. Um, it just, if, I would never, ever now perceive it as being an abduction ever. Mm. It's more like I can just do whatever I want. Uh -huh. I find this all interesting. You know, in that I've heard stories of people that, that, that you know, you know, being contactees, you know, get, get abducted, and they come back and they have all, all these really cool talents. Kind of like what happened to you guys, you know, where where, where she's doing her art and, and, you're, and you can do all the channeling and everything. Yeah. It does, so, I mean, it does happen, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about the outside work you do, because you were talking about the classes you teach. Do you uh, work with individuals? Yes, we do work one-on-one uh, -on -one with people through mentoring, and uh, we have memberships, and the memberships make it easier for people to uh, get access to the training that we provide. It means that people can also develop in the ways that they want to develop, uh, can look at their specific abilities and how to enhance them. We use our guides and our guides offer a lot of good advice to people about ways that people contact spirits and extraterrestrials. And so uh, these mentoring sessions that we are, uh, are something that are becoming quite popular with people yeah. as well. Well, it's just such a broad range. You know, some people um, are just seeking sort of more spiritual counselling. Um, oh. Some people are, are developing mediums. They're, you know, they're well on their journey and they, they just need a hand to overcome a blockage. Some people like to practice their, their trance yeah. sitting with us online. And we find that, um, well, COVID kind of forced us to find out that it works extremely well online, you know, when we were all shut down and we couldn't all, you know, get out of the house anymore. Um, we, that, that's kind of what brought us to working with people online because, mm. of course, we couldn't have people come over anymore and we couldn't go and run the workshops that we used to. Right. Yeah. That's kind of how we we got into doing doing such a, a large amount of online work. Now, do you think you'd be doing this this kind of work if if you hadn't been taken? Mm, that's a good question. I think that I probably would have just ended up working with spirit people because they've been so uh, prominent and giving evidence about their existence. Yeah. Uh, I've started off working as a mental medium many years ago and then started to sit for uh, trance states, altered states work, overshadowing 
and uh, the spirit people have been very, very good at uh, evidencing themselves and giving dates for themselves. You know, when they were born, when they died, who they were married to, their, even their street address. And we've been able to get the information from them. Uh, and that's good for us. That's good evidence. It may not be for other people, but that's okay. Right. And right, so right. I believe that I probably would have just continued on quite happily mm. uh, with spirit people. I We really like uh, working with spirits. Yeah. You know, quite often we get asked to go to people's homes and we hear these stories. Oh, we need to, you know, clear this spirit from this house and that. And we just walk in and start talking to the spirits and the spirits are really good. They're like, yeah, look, nobody's listening to me. Thank God you've turned up. We we need someone that actually understands what they're doing rather than walking around doing EVP and, you know, is there anyone there? Is there anyone there sort of thing? Right. It just doesn't work. And spirits are like, you know, we need people that we can communicate with. So we spend time teaching people how to do that. I think a lot of it with a lot of um, buildings that have activity, I think, I think that's a lot of the story is they're just the, the, the ghosts that are there, the spirits that are there want to have that conversation. And that's why they're oh, there. And then nobody, yeah. nobody can tune in, you know, to, yeah. to what they want said. So, yeah, yeah. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. We've been to a couple of old, or many old haunted hotels and places, yeah. and people go, yeah, we've had all those spirits cleared out. And I look around, and there's all the spirits just standing <laughs> there. And I'm like, yeah, right, that <laughs> probably didn't work very well, but anyway. Yeah. And I think a lot of um, spirit activity in people's homes is completely misunderstood yeah. as well. Like, you know, they, they interpret what's going on as, uh, you know, it must be some horrendous, awful spirit, and it turns out to be, you know, the spirit of a little girl and, you or know, their grandmother. or their grandmother or whatever, and they're upset because people have just moved into their old bedroom, you know, as far as the spirit's concerned, that's still their bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you go into a place like that, do you see the, the way it looked before all, all the new renovations were done? Uh, I can, but generally the spirit people, like I was in a hotel in the UK and a lot of the uh, hotels and buildings over there are hundreds and hundreds of years old. Uh -huh. The spirit people, when they're walking, say, down a big set of stairs in their uh, clothing that they would have worn back then, around them is generated a field that shows you the fabric of where they were walking. So the stairs that they're walking on would have been of the same period that they were uh, dressed in and that they lived in but and as they move down the stairs it changes with them oh. i never heard that that is really cool i've never heard that well i guess that's the benefits of uh, doing a uh, deep trance work is with spirit people you get to know them quite well and then when you come across other spirit people you're able to see them fully formed in their own clothing uh, they can speak to you quite clearly it's a uh, it's a good journey. I like it. Now, when you contact you know the Zetas or the aliens, how do you do that? I mean, are you going across dimensions, or how how's that contact go? Because I mean, they're like way out in space. Yeah. So um, some races are actually three dimensional, but they're multiphasic. So the the Zetas live in the Zeta Reticulum, thirty nine light years away. But the difference is, is with there's actually, um, it's possible to travel faster than the speed of light, but through thought. There is no, there is no uh, speed limitation to telepathic communication. Uh -huh. And that's why people are able to communicate with spirits one-on-one -on -one quite quickly. 
with extraterrestrials, uh, interdimensional beings. And um, I've learned a method that um, I've taught Cyan and other people uh, that's called heterodyning. And heterodyning is a good, safe way to learn how to build energy around you and contact your guides and races as well. Mm. Very different process to working with spirit people. Yeah. Very different. I would think so. I would think so. Can you give me kind of... Uh example of, of a conversation you've had or, or they've had through through you? The Zetas? Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> we, well, um, I mean, pick a subject and they've probably spoken about it. Um, the Primer and the Zeta interviews. We give away yeah. two, two free books off our website. One is called The Zeta Interviews. It was written by a scientist with all the information that came through. And then The Zeta Interviews is 700 pages. And basically, people download it, and then uh, using the find function or the search function, they then type in keywords looking for things such as abduction or hybrids or whatever. And you'll find that the Zetas would probably have spoken nearly on all, nearly all subjects. Yeah, it's seven hundred pages of the of raw transcript, question answer, question answer. It's any literally any subject they would have spoken about it they've been that's like a couple of years worth of conversations these books are like bricks (laughs) um my allergies are so bad today tell me about uh life on board the ship what's it like life on board the ship if you're talking about the beings that are on craft it would depend so some of the craft the the sort of basically city size craft, um, it's it's all business as usual. People or people working with extraterrestrials or extraterrestrials working with people or working with their own race. Uh, you know, they're performing a function like you do. You, you, you would sleep, you would eat, you would manage your daily routine. It Nothing really changes across civilizations. Um, even if you're an interdimensional, I'll give you an example. If you're a spirit person and you'll still see yourself in physical form if you want to, you'll still see yourself walking along a physical path. You could have a physical house to you. So spirit realm has a physicality to it. Same as interdimensionals, they do as well. And so when these beings are going about their daily business or they're on craft, they have routines just as humans do. It might be a different routine but they'll be using technology to support themselves like humans do. They may have to eat or not eat, depending on the race that they're from. Uh, it'll also depend on what type of connection they have to all the other beings and how they communicate with each other as well. Interesting. Do they have any messages or, or warnings for us here on, on Earth? Better start looking after the planet a lot better because in the end, this is the only planet that we've got. We know that uh, humans are going to, well, are trying to leave planet and, and travel across the solar system to other other places, even across the entire galaxy, I guess. But, um, you know, humanity has so much capacity to be more, to be uh, more giving, more loving, more kind, more um, re- interactive towards the planet that they live on. I know that many, many people don't like what goes on on this planet. Uh, 
people like to spend time in nature they like the trees they don't like to see the devastation on the planet they want to be responsible with the resources as well of the planet and i think that this is where it's all heading in the future that people just are more knowledgeable about their own environment uh-huh. and what they can interact with and how they can safely sustain the planet as well. Do the Zetas ever tell you um, how far back they, that they've been coming to Earth? Well, this species of humans that exists here hasn't been here very long. And the Zetas and other races have been coming here well before humans existed. So when humans say this is their planet, it actually isn't their planet as well. And basically, we are caretakers of a, of a planet. And uh, we need to be very careful about how we manage their resources. Hmm. So uh, were you able to talk to them? Like, like you know, because, I mean, there's cases of aliens coming back to the ancient Egypt and stuff. Were, were, you, were you able to talk to them about anything like that? So I didn't quite hear what you said. Oh, there are okay. cases of... Well, I mean, there's 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 examples from um, ancient Egypt of the possibility that, that aliens were, were visiting back then. Were you were you guys able to have conversations about that with them or no? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they've been coming for generations. Um, they, they, they the, the Zetas knew this species before, uh, you know, we, we look like we do now, you know, right. still walking around as hairy <laughs> hairy gorillas um before we before we were um modified um they they knew they know ancient egypt they yes basically they've, they've just been here for as, as long as we have and and before well that's what i was trying to get to uh was that did they have any comments about how, how far we have evolved or do they think we've evolved Know, quite a ways or do they think we're still backwards um they the zetas uh consider us as a young developing race i, I think would be the yeah. the most accurate accurate way to describe it um they describe many of the uh, things we deal with on this planet like war and starvation as um <clears throat> phases that all races generally go through um, and have to overcome. Um, all races have to learn to grow up and be more responsible for, for where they live and for each other. And humanity is, is no different. Yeah, I was just wondering because um, you know, when you think about how ancient Egypt was, I mean, to us, it's primitive. So I'm just wondering if, if they're watching us evolve and they like what they see. Yeah, I would suggest that they are assisting us in our in our developmental processes to, to become more than than we are in in consciousness. You know, they, I the Zetas very much support this planet, this this environment. And they other support races. humanity and and other races. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. I keep saying interesting because it is. It's fascinating to me. It you is. know, the knowledge you guys have gained all your life, you know, as contactees, you know, mm. to be able to share that with people on Earth. Yeah. Is that one of the goals of, of them, you know, taking you guys is to have you share some of this information out? Um, the information's in, in the primer of the Zeta race and the Zeta interviews. If they read it, they'll see that there's aspects of it 
Uh, I know people that read the books continuously because there's so much information in them and, and, and information about developmental things as well. What is frequency? What is vibration? Uh, what are the processes for development and contact? Now, when you guys uh, were taken, and was it hard to tell people? And, and I, I know you told your family, you know, Paul, you told your family. Was it hard for you to come out and tell people that you had been taken? Uh, I didn't say anything for a long time. I just kept it to myself. It's, it's more about there's a big difference between walking outside and seeing a light in the sky and actually living a life where it's involved with other races. It's okay. as though for you it just becomes normal. And so for, to come out and discuss that is based around watching other people now having a lot of contact as well and okay. helping them understand that people need to stay grounded and people need to think about what aspects of their life do they want to involve this contact with, with their own lives, um, how much of them, their own abilities do they want to develop? And people need to understand that if there's an extraterrestrial or spirit person contacting them, that there's um, a level of guidance that comes from these beings as well. And there's ways to evidence that contact. And people should be heavily evidencing the beings that are coming to them. Because just like humans or spirits, not all beings are here for our uh, well-being. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So when we talk about the different uh, race, let's look at that a little bit, the alien races. Now, the Zetas obviously are more calmer. I mean, they, they don't want to hurt us. I mean, is, is, are there races out there that, that, that want to do harm to us? Um, I'm not sure that I've seen anybody get harmed by an extraterrestrial. I mean, I, it may have happened. I, I haven't seen it. I'd say that it's more based around influence. Can a person be influenced? And do their behaviours allow influence as well? And if there are, then there's beings definitely around the astral fabric, around the, the edges of these energies that are seeking to uh, influence humans' behaviour for sure. Because you do hear stories occasionally from people that have been contacted, you know, that, that there's, uh, well, the, rep, the, the reptilians, for instance. You know, yeah. where they're more aggressive—they're much more of an aggressive species than the other aliens. Yeah, but people need to realise that they've always existed in the communication fabric. It's like you know—we are surrounded by frequency. If you think sure. about a radio and all of the radio stations, well, one of those is the reptilian frequency. Now, if your behaviour is based around the same frequency as them then they can influence what you do, what you think in some way. Um, there are people that uh, are quite happy to have reptilians as guides. Um, other people um, basically need to learn to clear their energy so they don't have that type of influence around them either. Mm -hmm. We have free will. We all have choice as to who we interact with. Mm -hmm. And how do they feel about the work you do? So who, how does who feel? The, the, yeah, the Zetas. How, how do they feel oh, about the work you do? Well, they're part of it. So um, they would be acknowledging that 
our humanity has a, a long way to go and also that uh, we all have potential to move into higher vibratory states that we all have the ability to have levels of contact and so from them they're working actively working as our other races as well and spirits to support humanity in humanity's development excellent excellent so what do you say to people that might have been you know contactees and they're kind of afraid of it Mm. um i i would suggest that they they don't go down the the rabbit hole of of looking on social media for for answers um there's a lot of fear-based narrative out there that's Mm -hmm. very easy to kind of buy into and if you were to look into it more deeply you'd you'd realize that the information that's been presented probably hasn't been evidenced in in a way that could be relied upon I would ask, I would suggest to a person who is in fear of the contact that they believe that they have had, have they actually been physically harmed? Um, A lot of contactees don't understand why they're being contacted. And in the the absence of information, that creates fear. Mm -hmm. But when they stop to uh, evaluate what has actually happened, they realize that they haven't been harmed and quite often there's been healing involved. Um, It's a kind of a human precondition that when we don't understand something, we we fear it. Um, So yeah, there's a a couple of options there and most of it is based around common sense. I agree with you there. In fact, when you think about ghost investigating, which is what you kind of uh, talked about earlier, was how much things have changed and I think it's the media, I think it's TV shows. Because I remember back 15, 20 years ago, it was always a relative that was in the house. You know, when you went in there, it was, it was a grandma or something, something that wasn't going to harm people. But because people are seeing this stuff in the media and in, in, on TV and all this, right away they think it's demonic. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, is, yeah, well, people do that. But what they also don't realize is that when they're moving, walking through a house, mm-hmm. their subconscious spirit, their subconscious mind, can also create what are called servitors. And these servitors exist in the astral. And so imagine a, a husband and wife uh, in, a, in a house and all they do is argue. At some point in time, it triggers an astral event. Mm-hmm. Someone then walks into the house after they've left and believes that it's some sort of aggressive spirit. But it's actually an astral entity that's been created. Absolutely. People need to learn the differences. This is why the protection course is so good because... It discusses all of these different things. And how can people sign up for those? Sign. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, well, they can. They uh, just contact us via email. email us. Yeah, yeah. They can do it that way. Yeah. Just send us an email. Absolutely. And what? What are your emails? <laughs> it is the Zeta Connection at hotmail Okay. Cool. 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 Um, is there any message you have for? people here on I know know we kind of touched on this earlier is there any particular message that you guys have for people here on earth that has been passed down through 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 the Zetas yeah Uh, humans are more they have the capacity to be more and that Mm -hmm. people should look internally uh, at their higher self their nature 
they should understand that they are observing themselves uh, in 24-hour cycles, that when you sleep, that you are, as a construct, contacting your higher self, and that you are abiding in relationship with yourself, that your body is with you on a journey, and that you need to be in harmony with yourself so that you can reach out to other guides who love you. Wonderful. Um, another question I had, and it's right on the tip of my tongue here, is in the work that you guys do, how many people do you think you've helped or that you've worked with over the years? Oh my Thousands. Yeah. Easily. Oh, easily. Easily thousands. <laughs> we, we don't even know how many books we've given away either. Like, yeah. uh, we think we may have given away a couple of hundred thousand uh, digital copies of the books as well. Mm -hmm. So. They've been free for over 10 years now, yeah. so people just come and get them. And then What's people that? will check me and say, I read that book five times, and I'll be like, okay, wow, that's like a, a big effort. Um, why did you read it five times? And right. then they'll say, and every time I read it... I got a new yeah. insight into something. Yeah, the book does that. Oh, that's really good. That's really wonderful. I started reading your books too. It's, it's really cool. They're really oh. nice. They're really nice. We're very informative and stuff. Thank you. What do you think is going to happen as far as, you know, you're still contacting? Every time you get taken to, a, to the ship, is it something different or is it for the same thing? Like, you know, you're you're being tested or, or, or something going on. Are, are you learning something every time they take you? It's an individual. It's individual. So think about this, that um, if a human is a hybrid, so it's extra, if you're an extraterrestrial and a spirit person in one physical form. Mm -hmm. Your race will be visiting you and what they'll be doing is, is they'll be looking at your cellular structure to see how the frequency of the extraterrestrial mind is embedded with the physical form. Mm -hmm. Spirit people naturally embed themselves in physical form before at the point of conception. And so when, spirit, when the extraterrestrials come and uh, abide in symbiotic relationship with the human, what happens is, is often it's a it's a, a lifelong journey of being contacted to make sure that the hybrid's actually going okay. This is why we don't find generally that people that come to us have ever ever been harmed, even though they've been on craft many many times. They get to the point where they go, "I want to talk to them. I don't want to just be on craft. I actually want to talk to them." And so we we take it from there and start working towards contact with them okay cool you know it's always great to have you guys on thank you this was wonderful and i really you know i really really appreciate you guys coming on the show i really do thank you, thank you. where can people find you uh our website is uh the zeta connection.com um if you just pop that into google it'll come up yeah all right, fair enough. Again, thank you so much, and I really appreciate you being patient this week too here with me, you know, to, to, to get you to do this because I had some stuff come up. But uh, thank you, and I would love later on down the line to have you guys back on again. I mean, you're you're you're, you're fun to talk to. I learned so much, so much. We're still going to talk about all the spirit stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, we still got spirit stuff to talk to. I talk about. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on some stuff, you know, about you know the after effects of going up there today and that's what we did so yeah, yeah, yeah. i really appreciate it guys all right
All right. Thank you, you guys, Yeah, you guys have a great rest of the week. You too. Bye. Okay, I've learned so much tonight, and like I said, we'll, I'll try and get them back on again so that we can talk about the spiritual stuff as well. Uh, tomorrow? Uh, nope, not tomorrow. There's no tomorrow. Not on this one. Okay, anyway, I don't know what's going on tomorrow. <laughs> um, anyway, because yeah, this, this has been pre-recorded, so I don't know what's going on tomorrow. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for coming, and if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're just trying to get the word out for the show, and uh, the more you do it, the the more you get the word out, the more people watch us, and the more people give us thumbs up and all that good stuff. So please do that. And again, if you're watching from Facebook and you like what you saw tonight, please be sure to give us some thumbs up and some hearts. And if you haven't done so already, uh, go ahead and follow. follow. And also, same thing on YouTube. If you like what you see, give us some thumbs up and hearts. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe because we're always looking for subscribers. Okay? Anyway, uh, I will see you guys tomorrow. And uh, enjoy. I'll give you their contact information as well. So here we go. Website, thezetaconnection.com. And there's dashes in between the Zeta and Connection. And they do have a lot of books out that you, that you can peruse, even on their website. So be sure to check that out. The ones that I have here is the, uh, the Zeta Racing. Okay, Practical Mindfulness and Energy Work. Sorry, I'm blind. Can't read that one. <laughs> it's blind as a bat. Okay. Seven Chakras was that one. And the uh, Beginner's Guide to Astral Travel. And you can get those on their website or Amazon. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. And I will see you guys tomorrow with a nice live show. All right. Have a good one.